BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Placing a trade shouldn't be complicated. It should be smooth as butter. The Fidelity app makes investing easy with zero commission U.S. stock and ETF trades, no account minimums, and fractional shares trading. Fidelity, where nothing comes between you and the trade. That's smooth. Download our app free from the App Store or Google Play. Sell orders are subject to an activity assessment fee from $0.01 cent to $0.03 cents per $1,000 of principal. No account minimums apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Call from... Jay. Jay. Yeah. Uh, real quick. Um, real. Oh, real you... quick? Yeah. How quick? Well, here's the thing. No, how I... quick? Real quick. How quick? Is this... I wanted to know about the pickup deal. Are you still doing the seven ninety nine pickup deal? All right. Here's oh, what I'm going to tell you reading right now is I will, I will, I will engage with this bit. But are, are you prepared to, after doing the bit, you know, provide me with – I'll do the bit. But if we're just going to do the bit and then afterwards you're not going to give me anything of substance, I don't know if I want to do the bit. If you can promise me that after you do this bit, there will be something, then I'll do it. I'll, I'll yes and your bit. So the pizza, it's – I gave you an opportunity. I gave you a chance. I gave you a crossroads. I gave you two options, Jay, and you chose the one that you chose one. I gave you a chance, Jay. I gave you a shot. You could have done it. You could have done your bit. I gave you an option in which we could. I fucking compromised for you, Jay, and you didn't take it. Why? We both would have won in that scenario, and you still said no. Why, Jay? Why did you do that? Yo, this is Lyle. This is the Gek. This is me, and I'm in my house, and I'm recording an intro to the Therapy Gecko podcast. Uh, you just heard what happens when you try to prank call into the show. Um... But also, it's fine. Look, I don't want to detract people from prank calling into the show because sometimes, I mean, why not? Look, you can do anything you want. I'm not gonna. I'm not here to tell you what you can and can't do. What shows you can and can't prank call. I'm just showing you an example of someone who tried, and I'm assuming according to his metrics, failed to do that. You might be more successful than him. I don't know. That's why I want you. That's why I want it to be open. For you to be able to try. That's why I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying here's a case study. Okay, anyway, uh, welcome. This is, I'm very excited about this episode. Last week we had Attorney Tom here. Attorney Tom is the most famous catastrophic injury lawyer on TikTok. Okay, that means he, well, he explains better what it means than I do. Uh, but it means that he doesn't do, you know, just fender benders and car accidents. You know, he only does... You know, real shit, real crazy injuries. Um, so he'll explain that in the next little bit. 
But yeah, he was awesome. We had a great time. He was a great guest. We talked about all kinds of things, all kinds of calls. Uh, we spoke with a career arsonist and masturbator. We were pitched on the idea of getting rid of all traffic laws. And we heard a tale of a, of a very uh, spicy encounter underneath a bridge. Uh, all great stuff. Tom was awesome. And then in the second half, uh, we talked about all kinds of things. Uh, you know, I had a pretty serious call, rare serious call, um, with, with a musician having a bit of an identity crisis. So stick around for that. And, uh, yeah, if you want to call into the show, I stream every Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on twitch.tv slash Lyle Forever. So go check that out. But anyway, yeah, this was an awesome episode. I'm super excited about it. I hope you guys enjoy it. And uh, I love you and hail Satan and God is dead. And uh, enjoy. I'll talk with you soon. So, Tom, you were saying, we were chatting uh, earlier, and you were telling me that you you mainly do catastrophic injury. You don't do, like, you know, car accidents and fender benders. Just every it, it, catastrophic accidents, you said. Yeah, correct. I'm a catastrophic personal injury lawyer. What that means is pretty straightforward. I, I deal with clients who are severely injured. And just by happenstance, a lot of the times people get severely injured are in incidents such as you know, explosions or 18-wheeler collisions. The biggest case I'm working on right now is a 600-foot Norwegian oil tanker collided with an 81-foot shrimping boat, killing three of the four people on board. I represent the only survivor and one of the deceased seamen. Um, so, so that's the kind of stuff I do. Um, people do call my office with like fender bender, that kind of stuff. And we do, you know, like we have like, I'll take those cases or, or give them, you know, have other lawyers work on them. But the cases that I spend my time on are catastrophic personal injury cases. How do you deal with like, you know, are, are, do, are people constantly coming to you in like, you know, severe traumatic distress, you know? Yeah. So, so, so it just, it just depends. Um, if it's, a lot of the times it's the family who's making the first inclination or the first inquiry, um, the first round of vetting too, because some, somebody's either in the hospital or they're just not in the right frame of mind. And, and to be quite honest, and I don't blame them when you, when your life gets turned upside down, the last thing you want to, you know, you think about is suing, you're thinking about, you know, when can I get healthy again? Right. So it, it's a little bit of, of, of everything and, and the trauma doesn't go away. You know, if you've ever met somebody who's had a life altering injury, it's oftentimes not the first five months that are the hardest. It's, you know, from six months to five years later, which is the hardest where they're with where there's no pain and they just have to adapt to their new reality, whatever that is, whether it's not having an arm or not having a leg or, or, or whatever, you know, when, when there's no immediate pain where they don't need immediate care, it's, it's the mental, the pain and suffering, the mental um, fortitude that they need to keep going is, is often, you know, it's most tested at that time. Mm. Is that something you find yourself having to like testify about a lot is like, you know, share the trauma that people have had as far as like, you know, uh, yeah. their, their mental injuries? Yeah, sure. So I'll give you a great example of that. Um, last September, so a year ago, 
uh, actually a year ago this week on September 30th or 31st, I was part of a trial and 18 wheeler collision. We got a very, very good verdict for our client, a $12,450,000 verdict for our client. She was injured in an 18 wheeler incident. And if you looked at her right now and at the trial, you could not find anything wrong with her. She looks like a normal person. Mm. She looks totally normal. But what happened was when she was hit, uh, the way she was collided or the way she contorted her body and the way that you know she banged up against the car, she ended up pinching a her trigeminal nerve, which is right in your face. And she developed a condition called trigeminal neuralgia, okay? Trigeminal neuralgia is called the suicide disease because it's so unbearably painful to live with, okay? So your trigeminal area is like this area right here, okay? And if when this nerve pinches, it um, it's just excruciatingly painful. And it can be activated at any time, and it's activated by, by breathing, by talking, by eating, by brushing your teeth, by doing things that you can't avoid, so it's called the suicide disease because so many people who have this disease kill, you know, they, they just cannot handle the, the pain and it never goes away. But from the outside, they look totally fine. You would never know. But mm. and, and, and on top of that, it's it's off and on. It's hot and cold. She might go a month or maybe even two months, probably not two months, but she might go a month and not have any anything happen to her. She might live a totally normal life. And then she might be brushing her teeth one day and boom, she's in just excruciating pain. She can't do anything for two days. She's got to just lay in bed with the lights off or, or stuff like that. So, so, you know, that, that's a, that's purely, you know, how, how do you communicate that? How is that mm-hmm. quantifiable? You know, that's a big part of, of the job, you know? Um, hmm. and, and so, so pain and suffering, you know, mental anguish, you know, even, even when she's okay, right. You're always living in fear. You know, it's not just, you're not just suffering those times you're in pain. You're, you're living cautiously. You're not, you know, it takes away your hope. It takes away your joy. You know, it's, there's, there's just a lot. So, so yeah, I mean, you see a lot and, and, you know, her story is not unique. You know, it's, it's very, um, it's very, uh, you know, it's a common thing when you're dealing with somebody's uh, experienced a catastrophic injury. Mm. Right. So you have to, I mean, when you look at a person like that and there's nothing wrong with them, you have to be the one to sort of testify on their behalf of, of everything. No, so, going well, on. well, I mean, we advocate, right. We're their, we're yeah. their lawyer, we're their, yeah, we're their, we're their, we're their, we're their advocate. But, you know, for, for medical conditions, right. I'm not a doctor. I didn't know what trigeminal neuralgia was before, you know, dealing with this client. Um, so we have to, you know, we have to get to the bottom of it. We have to have medical experts and, and people who can testify about all of that kind of stuff, you know, like for that particular trial, I live in Houston, Texas. There's a doctor in Houston, Texas, who's a, one of coincidentally, one of the world's experts in trigeminal neuralgia. He's the one who testified at, you know, at, at that time, at that trial. So, um, and we knew him before. I mean, obviously, we took a deposition of him and all that stuff. So, um, you know, we, uh, you know, we just do the best we can. We just we adv- we we acquire the knowledge, right? We're not the experts, and then it's our job to make the argument. 
you know, we package it all together. Man, that is terrifying. You know, it's so crazy because I, I was going to say I talk all Hello? the time, but the dynamic shifts so much when I'm with someone who actually knows things about things as opposed to me not knowing anything about anything. Yeah. What's your name, sir? Uh, my name's Luke. How's life going, Luke? That's uh, good. good. Have you ever been in trouble, Luke? Uh, I've been in trouble a few times, yeah. When's the last time you got in trouble? Uh, last time I was in trouble was like a year ago. What happened, Luke? And then yesterday. Oh. <laughs> um, so a year ago. I, uh, I, uh, I committed arson. <laughs> Why did you commit arson a year ago, Luke? I committed arson, like, I don't know, it was complete insurance fraud. I'm going to be honest with you. Did it work? It, it, it actually <laughs> did work. I was compensated three hundred thousand dollars had had what did you do with that three hundred thousand dollars that you were compensated after committing insurance fraud i invested it into stocks okay what'd you do yesterday yesterday i uh i i so I try to live no not November every day of my life and I kind of uh I kind of gave in. Okay. You know what I mean? How did that get you in trouble? Were you under a bridge? It got me no, it got me in trouble with the Lord. I feel like I've sinned. So I feel horrible, man. Yo, Tom, I don't yeah. understand what's so funny, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Luke. I'm trying to, I'm trying to pull together your, 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 your incidents seem very, very real. And, um, okay. you know, of course I'm not your lawyer. I don't know what state you're in and I can't give you legal advice. And what you just said was to approximately, I don't know, give or take 500 people. But if I was your lawyer, I'd probably tell you not to admit to getting uh, committing arson and committing insurance fraud uh, to the public. You know, that's well, especially. Yeah. So but, I actually but, have a but, question. Okay. Okay. So is this illegal? Like how illegal is this? Like how much trouble could I get in for this? Okay. So per se, I had $10 million. Okay. Okay. And I paid an appraiser $15,000 Okay. to appraise a painting for $3 million. Okay. And I donated that painting for $3 million and I have a $3 million tax break for a painting that was worth like 20 bucks. Um, 
Well, you could get into a lot of trouble if you got that far. Yeah, what, if, what if nobody found out? Well, if nobody found out, then you wouldn't get into any trouble. Okay, so... I mean, that's like anything, you know? If, I, if somebody did find out, how many years of jail am I looking at? Probably, probably just depends on where you did it. Did you cross state lines? Is it a federal offense? Who's your prosecutor? Um, it's going to be, I mean, it could be a wide, wide, I mean, if you're committing tax fraud, uh, that, which you would be by not, um, by not paying your taxes to the federal government, you would go to the federal, uh, it'd be a federal crime, which is a lot more severe. There's no parole in federal court for federal crimes. Um, okay. I mean, you, I don't know exactly how many years you would get probably the nature of your, um, you know, but I mean, you would definitely go to jail. Okay. So I also have another question for you guys. Okay. Um, do you ever just like set up a lawn chair in the shower and sit in the shower? No, my shower is not even big enough for a lawn chair. No. Alex, hey, I want to, I want to, I just, just as a general, just as a human, as as a wannabe investor, tell me where you invested your three hundred thousand dollars from your from your alleged, uh, which we can't confirm mm-hmm. for legal reasons because I don't want to get in trouble. From your alleged insurance fraud, where did you invest your three hundred thousand dollars? I am also curious um, about this. Well, I invested some of it into Tesla and Dow Jones. Uh, S and P five hundred was another one I was looking into. So well, you're an Apple, you're an index like, fund guy. So, but it honestly, it's honestly kind of it's honestly kind of sucks because the stock prices have been down lately. But but you said you invested a year ago. Where are you when you invested? I mean, are you up? Are you up? I'm, How, I'm, has I'm your money down. been in the market for I'm twelve down. months? For I am down recently. Right, recently, but I'm talking about overall. I mean, do you have a long term stock portfolio, or I mean, what, what's your end game? You know, would you like to retire somewhere someday? Would you? Well, the main the main goal is to, you know, just, I don't know. It's something I've always been interested in since I was a young and I remember being four years old, reading about Tesla on the internet. And um, I figured it was a great idea to, you know, invest. So Tesla went public in like 2010. So if you're three or four you know years that? old, are you, you like 14? You know that. Can you prove it? No, I'm using circumstantial evidence. We're not even circumstantial evidence. Direct evidence. I'm a lawyer, man. Come on. You know, I got to ask these questions. Luke, I have a question. Yeah, what's that question, man? What is your relationship like with God? Man... Every single day I wake up and I pray to the Lord Jesus Christ that he forgives me for all my sins because Lord knows I'm a sinner. What what do you think pissed God off more between the arson and the masturbation? Well, I don't think he knows what arson is. You don't think God, God invented arson? Have you not heard the story of the burning bush? I have. 
I faintly remember it though. I was I was around four years old. Three maybe. Just around the time when you started reading about Tesla. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> well, Luke. Uh, you know, good luck. Why do you say that? You know, because I... You worried about me? I'm worried about those around you. I hope they're fine. I hope they're fine too, Luke. It should be good. Well, uh, look, stay safe and... um, You too, bro. You know, don't piss off God again. I'll try not to, man. I'm going to live for you, Gecko. (laughs) By the way, I like your tie. Thank you. And attorney, I'm not going to lie. You do need a haircut. Your sides are looking a little long. Oh, wow. Thank you. I appreciate it. But thank you guys for all the advice. Um, Honestly, what I would do is I would get a beanie and I would pull it down over your eyebrows. (laughs) Get a baggy pair of pants and a flannel and only button the top button. I think it would complete the look. And as for you, Gecko, you look amazing today, man. Keep doing what you're doing. Thanks. Yeah, for sure. All right, take care. All right, you guys have a great day, man. All right. Do you think water's wet? Do I think water is wet? Yes. But why? Well, I guess... Okay, so if if something gets water on it, then it becomes wet. Correct. So I I am Lyle. And if I get Lyle on something, is that thing... Lyled? But then would I be Lyled if I'm made of Lyle? No, I don't think so because you don't like, you know, you're solid, right? Yeah. A water, being wet is a temporary state. My argument would be that anything that is what we can see, what we conceive of as wet permanently would be a liquid, right? Liquids can't be wet. No. Wet is a temporary condition when something that is solid or semi-solid becomes drenched in liquid, presumably water. Yes. So my argument would be water is not wet, but if you pour water on, you know, Lyle, then Lyle would be wet. But Lyle, but water itself is not wet. Wait, Tom. If yeah. you pour water on water, does it become wet? No, it doesn't. Because... He, you would it's a liquid so it just remains in its permanent state 
of being a liquid. It does not get anything more wet. What if you freeze it and it becomes ice and you dip the ice in water? Well, while the ice is solid, it can be wet. But while, but, but then as it transitions into liquid, it doesn't become wet. It just becomes liquid. Call from Alex. Alex. How you doing? You know, I'm doing all right, Alex. So I um, got into uh, some legal trouble with uh, my girlfriend one night. And uh, it ended up costing me $375. So I uh, actually went down to a boat launch. And it was probably just after dusk. And uh, I was sitting down with her, you know, doing what you do. And then suddenly this fog light or spotlight comes on my truck. And suddenly someone's banging on my window saying, get out, get out. And so I thought it was some like homeless people underneath the bridge. And suddenly he just keeps going. So they, all right, get under the blanket in the back and hide. I'll go out and deal with it. Well, I get out and then he's like, turn around. So apparently I still to this day do not know. I think he was a game warden, but I'm really not sure. But, um, I basically got a 375 ticket for getting a blow job under a bridge. And I went to <laughs> contest it in court. And the judge only reduced it by half, even though I had a clean record. And I was very confused. What what state are you in, Alex? Washington. Okay. Well, Alex, first of all, you know, nice. uh, I, I'm not a Washington attorney. This is not legal advice. And your matter's already over, so it shouldn't matter. Um, but a lot of states do have indecent exposure or sex act in public violations such as that. And, you know, it, it's very possible or probable that that ticket the game warden or officer wrote you is within their, um, you know, is, is within their boundaries or within their limits, you know, and, and I'm sorry that that happened. And the judge actually is pretty cool cutting the fee in half, I think. So what, so, I mean, you know, what was it? 375 cut, cut by two. So that's, I don't know. I'm pretty bad at math. That's 180 bucks, give or take hundred. Yeah. 87 bucks. Um, Around there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm well, sorry I mean, that happened, but, but he didn't see nothing. That's the thing is like, he didn't see anything. So it's like, I just got a ticket for, I guess, being down there beyond dusk, but. Well, you, you can take, close. you know, you, you could take some circumstantial evidence. You know, I'm sure if you were in a closed car, your windows were all foggy. You guys were probably in the back seat. Um, you know, how long it took for you to get out of the car. Um, 
you know, and to be quite honest, you even admitted that you were getting a blowjob, you know, here. So, you know, he, he might've seen something or, or, you know, heard something that inferred or gave him, you know, enough evidence to, to write you that ticket. And it sounds like when you went to court, you, you pled guilty if that's, if your ticket got reduced, so you didn't fight it, which you, you had the right to, but I did, um, I did fight it. Oh, you did fight it. So you went to trial. Yeah, I did. I, um, I went down there cause he wrote me a ticket for like being down there past dusk. And so when you pull into the boat launch and I went back the next day and all the signs are covered completely with sticker bushes. So you couldn't see them anyway. So you couldn't read the signs that said you couldn't be there. I mean, I've lived there so long. I know that you can't be there, but still in the eyes right, of the but- law, technically you can't see the sign. So I showed the pictures to the judge. She's like, all right, reduced by half. I was like, okay, well, whatever. I have a clean record, but that's fine. So I went back the next day after the trial and all the sticker bushes were gone. So having a sign is not outcome determinative, right? So, I mean, like, you know, I I could go out into, you know, I don't know, like just a random street. I could get in my car and go into park in a random street or a random parking lot. And, you know, there's, there doesn't need to be a sign that says, you know, hey, by the way, no blowjobs in this parking lot past 9 p.m. or at all, right? So, so I, I would just, and I'm just guessing, right? Um, the the sign is not outcome determinative of what was happening. It was more just that what uh, you for for all you know, you you could have been in your own driveway doing that and still gotten that same ticket just because you were in public in the public view. And there was that, you know, it's just a indecent indecency argument. I gotcha. So my next question is what is your, if let's say you get a ticket of any sort, what is the best things to say to the judge when you go to fight it? Well, it, it just depends, right, on how much evidence they have. Let me let, let's back up a little bit. The best the best thing you can do is when you are getting a ticket, the the second that you are getting pulled over for anything, you need to shut the fuck up. It is that is rule number one. The officer. Get, comes to your window. They say, pull out your ID. You pull out your ID because you have to identify yourself. Uh, again, I'm a Texas lawyer. I assume that's true for every state. You know, if you don't identify yourself, you're probably going to get in trouble. I feel safe saying that that's pretty unanimous. Um, then they're going to ask you a bunch of questions. They're going to try to get under your skin. You're going to say, officer, I'm not talking about my day. Officer, you know, or, or hey, 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 Tom, do you know why I pulled you over? No, officer, I don't know why you pulled me over, nor am I going to guess. I'm not going to give you any evidence. I'm not going to give you anything. I want you to tell me everything. I'm not going to be talking about my day. I'm not going to tell you who I'm with. Respectfully, of course, you don't need to be a dick to them. But, you know, you just say, officer, respectfully, uh, just just tell me what you need from me. And if I'm free to go, great. If not, so that's how you can set yourself up best. Because a lot of times police officers will pull you over for something very minor 
and then end up walking away with something much worse because you just were running your damn mouth, you know, uh, and, and police officers, quite frankly, deal with a lot of people. And if you're respectful and you're quiet, they'll forget you by the time the court date comes. You know, the court date's not going to be for months. So if you're respectful and quiet, you don't, but they, but they go out of their way to remember the people who caused them trouble. Right. And they'll make sure they show up to court for them. So, so that, that's how you set the stage correctly. And then when you go in front of the judge, you know, it's just going to depend, you know, how they might have crystal clear evidence that you're guilty. They might not, but it's just being respectful and doing all that stuff. And if you can, I always re- recommend hiring a lawyer. I mean, lawyers are there to navigate all, all of that, you know, that, that, that the legal process. Yeah, so that's kind of my tips. There's no cure all, right? There's no magic way to, to get out of every ticket. If there was, I would, no. I would let you know, but you know, it's just about setting yourself out, you know, set, setting yourself up for the most probable chance of success. That's very good advice. So what are you going to do now? What am I going to do now? Um, I guess not get blowjobs underneath the bridge anymore. That's the first thing. But uh, There's lots of other places you can get blowjobs, Alex. Where you won't get a ticket. Where you won't get a ticket. Where you can get one safely. Safely. Yeah, I know. I know a lot of spots around here. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, we're not worried about you at all, Alex. Just, just, just for the for the listeners at home who might be concerned that under a bridge is the only place where you can get a blowjob. There are other there are other avenues. There are other places. This is why we do this. This is why we have conversations like this to let important information such as that into the open. Yes, people need. It's cheaper to learn from others' mistakes. Well, thank you very much for for calling in, Alex, and uh, you know sharing your escapades. And and you know, look, stay safe out there, right? And you know, write down a list of five other places so that you have it on hand when you need a place four. to go to get a blowjob. That's not a bridge. Ten four. Thank you, sir. Take care, Alex. Hey, y'all. Good night. Can fire be on fire? But what is, but, but you wouldn't, but fire is not a property, right? I mean, something can be wet. I guess something can be on fire, right? Something can be burning. Um, Can fire burn? Be can fire be burning? Of course. Well, but isn't that but but what is it burning? That's the thing. Is fire is a temporary condition. Water can stay water forever with no but fire needs energy to consume, right? It's getting that energy from somewhere, whether that's wood or propane or whatever. Right. Fire is not the natural state. Water is a natural state as a liquid. And then 
can water burn? I mean, in theory, right? Water boils and it evaporates. Oh, is lava wet? What about an? What about that's kind of an in between. Is lava wet? I thought lava was like melted. What the hell is lava? But lava is a liquid, right? I mean, just floating around in a volcano, but it's wet. But is it wet? But it's not. It wouldn't be wet under that definition because it's a liquid. But could lava get if I poured lava on the table? Is the table wet? But also it's going to catch on fire because the lava's the lava's going to burn it. I do like that quote. Hello? 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 Is this Lyle? Yeah. Gek, fucking A. I'm watching the stream right now and it's not lined up with what's happening on my phone, so this is very interesting. Wow. I need to leave this area of the computer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leave your computer. I don't know how to. I don't know how want, to. I want you to leave your shit. computer, and I want you to go somewhere far away, and I want you to pretend like you're on a private phone conversation with a gecko and an attorney, who does I not am. give legal advice and is not your attorney. Well, and, so usually, and the gecko is not a well, real therapist. This is this is surreal. Let me ask you something, Scott. Yeah. You ever been in trouble? Oh, God. My whole life has been nothing but trouble. Nothing but trouble. When I was, I don't know, 16, pulled over, driving a car with no license. I hadn't even taken the test at that point. I was just fucking this girl who had a car. And that just led to a slew of issues for years to come. But that's okay, you know. The government exists for some reason, do I agree or do we agree why it exists and what they do to us for the things that we do on the road or at home and shit like that? Who cares? It's, it's beyond us. The law is, the law exists and I try to live my life as if it's just not there. How about you? So you do, but, but then you do care, right? I mean, you can't say that. Oh, because if you live your life like laws don't exist, they, you, you you get consequences like getting pulled over when you don't have a license and it and the re- repercussions. Oh, of course, all of those repercussions I've been dealing with for years. Oh yeah, I mean, so I know what's your exist. what's your what's your theoretical stance on governance? You know what is government. what is the perfect form of government? Well, I mean, I think we can all agree, no matter who we are, that there has to be some general senses of how to act amongst each other. But it is not in my nature to really invoke my life onto anybody else's. Like, I I don't think, I think government should be minimalistic. And I think democracy has taken a slight dive in the last hundred years. And I just, I just want everyone to be happy no matter what they're doing. I want, I want nobody to impede on their happiness. And I want us all to just live cohesively. 
But what do happens what when, makes, go ahead. But what happens when there are bad actors? You know, you can't you can't just like, that sounds like a perfect world. No, 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 no. The world's not perfect. Somebody's gonna intrude on somebody's means. rights. How how do you you need somebody to step in and be the enforcer of laws? Well, and I know this is probably gonna catch some flack, but I chair you know, I'm I'm twenty seven, I'll be twenty eight in January. I'm a younger dude. But and I was not around for the times when pretty much everyone who was a man carried a gun and lawmen were far and few in between. And if you had an issue with somebody that really demanded an, an action, you would take care of it yourself. I feel like society as a whole has diverted towards a world where we rely too much to, or too heavily on somebody who is too far away to take action for us. What does that mean, rely on yourself? I mean, couldn't you use that as an excuse for everything? Don't you need a neutral arbitrator? I've never seen an incident where both part, where one party says they were completely at fault. You know, what happens if two people get into a fight? One person well, kills the other. And it was really the, you know, it was really the guy who, who shot's fault, you know, but, but then he's just going to say, yeah. I was just defending myself or whatever. You just, you're leading, there, there needs to be a, a big brother, big sister in some capacity, surely. I mean, if you, re, if you rely on everybody's word and well, goodness. I agree then, with you. I agree with you. You know, and that's why I say I, I relish the days that are long past where, you know, the law exists, but it didn't impede on your daily life as heavily as it does today. Obviously, if you kill somebody out of just, then you should be taken to justice, and justice should be should be served. But what laws I don't do you agree feel like impede that, upon your life. Go ahead. What what law? What if you could get rid of any laws? What laws would you get rid of? Oh man, uh, pretty much every traffic law. Being able to distill your own whiskey. I'm, I'm literally looking at barrels of whiskey. I just. I'm sorry. Myself. You said you would get rid of all traffic laws. <laughs> so, so, uh, so, so you want to I be mean, able to drink? I think, and then drink. I think speeding. I think speeding is is stupid, and you should be able to go as fast as you fucking want. We're all adults here. If you go too fast <laughs> and you kill yourself, natural selection is going to go ahead and take well, course, and you're going to die. What happens if you kill somebody else? Uh, honestly, again, natural selection will take hold and either you're gonna die you're gonna kill somebody that's gonna be a tragedy for everybody you could be i could be a phd smartest guy in the world driving safely on a freeway and some bag goes 120 miles per hour swerves flies over the median and kills me that's not natural selection you know i've been i've been driving 80 miles an hour in the fast lane after i just sold a gram of dmt to some guys happy as can be because i had 200 dollars in my wallet smoking a joint with a girl next to me, and then here comes some headlights toward me in my lane that I had to casually swerve to miss. And you know what? The 30-plus cops on the other side of the highway chasing the guy who was on my side of the highway, they weren't going to do dick for me if he hit me. You know what I mean? Like, I took care of that situation the same way anyone else should. And uh, if you, if you were too lazy to save your own life, well, then I'm sorry. 
But wouldn't you agree that the more instances there were, the more statistically probable? Like, like if you relate that, if you replayed that same situation a hundred times, you might have gotten to an accident five percent of oh, the time, God. maybe ten percent no. of the time. What, I, I think I, I probably would have gone through an accident ninety percent of the time. Scott, so that's great. Your, so, Scott, what's your opinion on me. stop signs? Stop sign. Uh, I think yield signs are more effective. I've, I've lived in, I live in Texas and there are neighborhoods around here where you come to a four way stop and it's a yield instead of a stop. So if you don't see anybody then you can, you're free to go ahead and cruise on through that four way. But if do you, you do see somebody, then you do lanes? what is necessary. You stop and you let the person left you go first. Would you, would you agree that not all people have the same driving abilities? Oh God, yes, and that's and, and, and wouldn't that's you agree? Yeah. Wouldn't you agree that you know they're they're, they're that at some level, mm-hmm. everybody deserves the ability to drive, to transport themselves, to conduct their daily freedoms. Okay, well, yes and no, and the no is probably the hardest part because I feel like that freedom kind of gets muted at a certain age would you agree i feel like some people at a certain age can drive but where i'm from uh i don't think you have to take your driving test for every i don't think you have to take your driving test ever again once you take it you just you're good and you just get it renewed and then that's it but there are some older people out there who want to rely on themselves to do the things they need to do in life, but they might not be the best drivers and they might be a little stubborn about it. And that is rough, you know? And I think we've all seen the episode of uh, Futurama where where they put all the old people on a planet because at a certain point you just get to be a burden. And I want to go 80 miles an hour on the highway and I don't want to be impeded by the people going 65 in the fast lane. That's just but you're but, but you're kind of, your argument doesn't really make sense. I, you know, somebody with your stance on no driving laws should say, yeah, I, I, everybody should be able to drive. Right. I mean, how do you make well, that determination when you take, away I guess I, laws? I guess I spoke too, too audaciously when I said no driving laws. I mean, I feel like there's a, there's a, okay. The only, okay. When I, if I, if there were no driving laws, nobody would go drive. Because the only thing that you and I rely on every day when we go out and drive is the fact that those yellow fucking stripes in the road are the only thing keeping us alive. I knew it. Because if I drift get, off into those stripes, I'm going to kill you, and that's that. So there's a, there's a certain moral, ethical code on the road amongst all of us that this is how we drive. And if somebody's going faster, you get out of the way. Or if there's an emergency vehicle coming, you pull over. You know, just these things that keep society flowing. But I don't right, believe but here, but here, that here, all here, these towns, the hold on, all, I'm so, I'm so apologetic is, about this, but all of these towns around America that just, that just butcher people for going a little too fast and just raking all this money unethically, I think it's wrong. But, but wouldn't you agree that if millions of people are on the road a day, you need some form of cohesive structure? Because if you leave everybody yeah. just, to, just to go Autobahn style... In Autobahn, but but Audubon. if you go look at the statistics for the Autobahn, I mean, they're 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 very opaque. I mean, no, right, nobody but the, but killing are, themselves yeah, in Autobahn they're, every they're, day. They're, right, I get it. Right, they're, but but 
there are lanes, you know, there's, yeah. there's etiquette, there's I don't want it to be road warrior. I just want no speeding tickets, pretty much. Listen, I feel like this is taking away from the whole point of why I called today. Like, I feel like this is a relished moment that I need to take in. And you guys are so important. Go ahead. What happened? I want to hear you say that that you need Traffic laws exist for a reason. Can you say that lanes that's important to have lanes? Oh, absolutely. If we didn't have lanes, we'd be all over the place. Okay. Listen, you're getting too caught up on the fact that I don't want traffic laws. I just don't want uh, that's you know what? cops to be I able to stay on the side of the road to be caught and, up and find your ass for, for going a little too fast. What state do you live in? So that I know I that when Texas. I go there I'll just walk. I live in Texas where we can go eighty miles an hour on some roads. And if no one's around, you can just go 90, and it's totally okay because you're not hurting anybody. And you don't want to hurt anybody. You just want to get through this massive state that's three times the size of yours a little bit faster. When I go to Colorado to buy weed where it's legal to bring home here where it's not, I have to obey the the traffic laws coming back because I don't want to get pulled over again. And I don't want to have to pay New Mexico a bunch of fucking money just for going a little too fast. Where just 10 miles up the road, it was 80 miles an hour, and it would have been legal. Because it's legal to buy weed in Colorado. It's not legal to take that weed into Texas. Nope, not at all. And you're upset that you can't break the law. Um, I feel like prohibition, you know, needs to end, and that's okay. I'm not, again, I don't look at the law as anything that really affects my daily life. I just kind of live my life you the best I can. This call by I saying treat people that the best op- I can. No, 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 no. You opened the call by saying that on a daily basis, the laws affect your life. Uh, you asked me if I'd ever been in trouble. And I said that I'd, I mean, I'd trouble follows me everywhere, man. I just, whatever you deal with it. Like you deal with anything you, you learn from it. And then you try to be wiser and move forward and not do that again. But that's okay. You know, if you, if you, if none of us had ever been in trouble, I feel like none of us ever really would have learned anything substantial. You know, what a a beautiful lesson for, Oh, come on. I mean, what, 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 what troubles have you gone in where you were just like, man, that was a lot of work for, for not a lot of reward and a lot of hassle. I should probably just, not do that again. I mean, I feel like we all do that every day. Uh, what'd you say your name was? My name's Adam. First Kept man. You, Scott. Yep. Well, Adam, thank you for for calling in. This was dang. this was informative. What? No. What do, you, what do you mean, dang? We got we. This was a. We did a. We got oh, We got a good fifteen minutes. Wow, Adam. that just—I mean, you know the old saying: "Time flies when you're having fun." I, I love you, Scott. I'll talk to you soon. Oh man, I love the hell out of you, and I love everyone who's listening. And again, I'm not a bad person. I just want to be able to go faster. So you have a really great night. You too. Oh Take wait, care. before you go, before you go, hey, can I ask you something? Lyle, how how are you doing today? You know, I'm doing all right. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. You enter it the same way every time. And I get the whole shield this time. That's okay. So you have a good night, man. Thank you. You too.
Love you. Bye. That was interesting. So, Tom, what do you think? Should we? Should it be legal to kill people with your car? No. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Hey folks, this episode is sponsored by Prize Picks. Football season may be over, but the action on the basketball court is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or the fight for playoff home court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app, where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. Personally, Prize Picks graciously set me up with an account for myself. I made some picks for the NBA, and I did make a little extra money, which I, of course, put safely away in a high interest savings account. Just kidding, I used it to buy candy. And you can get extra candy money too. Download the Prize Picks app today and use the code GECKO for a first deposit match of up to $100. That's the code GECKO for a first deposit match of up to $100. Pick more, pick less, it's that easy. Call from Maddie. To accept, press one. Maddie. Maddie. Oh my God! Hello. Hello, Maddie. How are you? Hi. I'm good. I'm really happy that you answered. I'm I'm happy that I that you called. Thank you. Oh my God. Um, I see people saying my name in the chat. I did actually have um a legal problem. I guess, and I don't want to go to, like, I don't want to try to make the conversation super deep, um, but I was just wondering, because I, I used to work for this um, restaurant or whatever, like a local one, and, oh, wait, am I allowed to cuss? Like, is that okay? Yeah, you can cuss. Okay. Well, they were, like, really rude to me. Like, they were just assholes. Like, I, they were, age check, I'm 18. Um... But I was just wondering, is, can I actually get into legal trouble for hacking their Instagram account and turning it into a um, Megan Thee Stallion fan account? Yes. Hack- hacking whose Instagram account? Your, the companies or your coworkers? Yeah, the restaurants. You, you, listen, I don't know what state you're in and this isn't legal advice. I have to tell you that every time. Everybody that every time. You can get in trouble yeah. for hacking anybody's Instagram account that's not your own. And yes. 
Even if it's just like, like, how could they catch me though? Like, is it really that big of a deal? I mean, everybody says, how can they catch me until they get caught? I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe somebody from the restaurant's watching a, a stream involving a therapy gecko and they recognize mm-hmm. your voice. And then when the incident happens, they, they know who it was, you know, I, I don't yeah, know. That's, but I think like they deserve it morally. Morally also, you know, is not. Stallion already has an Instagram. But that's a great, Lyle, this is a great, this is a great question that you might need to chime in on. Moral does not always mean legal. There, yeah. are, there are some things that are legal, but they might very well be immoral. And there are a lot of yeah. historical examples of that. Mm-hmm. The reality is, is right now, you know, it is legal or illegal, I should say, for you to pursue your um, your desire to change, hack into an Instagram account that does not belong to you, and change yeah. it. Well, I want to really call it hacking. Like, it's not really hacking. It's just you, um, like, you put, if they don't have two-factor authentication or whatever, you can just, like, put in a different email and then change the password is what some person told me. I asked somebody to help me with it. Why does it matter if it's not hacking? You're still, you're achieving the same ends. Yeah, well, I guess, yeah. Why Why I mean, are you mad at these people again? Well, I just, like, I had, like, I don't know. I just really didn't, I don't know. I don't want to get too deep into it, but uh, there was, like, definitely, like, they were just assholes, like, um, I don't know, there was so much those months, but there was, like, inappropriate touching from the boss who was, like, 50, and I just, like, just have always just like hated them and but yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so yeah. So okay. Um, if that's true, mm-hmm. I think you need to go talk to a local employment lawyer, right? Yeah. So of course, bosses cannot take advantage of their employees or touch them inappropriately. That's completely. Um, outrageous and creates a bad work environment and i'm not i'm just switching gears just for a little side note um yeah it is possible for there to be bad work environments that aren't illegal per se like just it's part of life Mm -hmm. i deal with jerks every day you know you know i Mm -hmm. you know uh, that's different but if you are legitimately sexually harassed that is beyond just being a bad workplace that is a yeah. unsafe un you know illegal yeah. manner and you know if, if you're you trust me your revenge would be much better suited in mm-hmm. in the form of a legal action and the people mm-hmm. who handle those type of issues are employment lawyers so i would go on to google yeah. i would just google employment lawyer google will match you to wherever you know state or city you're in and just go mm-hmm. talk to them. Usually it's free consultation and they'll tell you whether or not it's legit. And hopefully whoever did that to you is held accountable. The restaurant's held accountable for having a, um, uh, uh, environment where that's allowed or tolerated. Mm-hmm. But I, but, but 
I would advise strongly against the original game plan of hacking their accounts. That is the yeah. wrong way to go about things. Yeah, I agree. I'm, let me write that down. Employee lawyer. Employment lawyer, yes. Employment lawyer, okay. Also, you know, look, it's more effective too because what the heck they're just going to change back their instagram you know you're not gonna yeah. you know achieve any real change or get back in them in any sort of meaningful way that doesn't also bite back at you you know yeah that's true i was just like annoyed and i feel like i could actually do anything about it just wanted to i guess mess with them so yeah <laughs> right. yeah Well, Maddie, uh, look. I hope that you. I hope that you're able to solve this in a, um, you know, through the system in a meaningful way. Yeah. As opposed to creating another Megan The Stallion Instagram account. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Absolutely. You take care, Maddie. Thank you for calling in. Thank you. You too. Where do you think we go when we die, Tom? I don't know. All I know is I want to be shot off in space. Hell yes. Hopefully Elon Musk will have some sort of product by that time. Get some space attorneys. Yeah. Hey, Lyle again, not on the stream, but in my sad little basement recording for the podcast. I uh, just wanted to say shout out to Attorney Tom, guys. Go follow him uh, on Twitch and TikTok. He's just one word, Attorney Tom. He was awesome. Shout out to him. Uh, there's more coming soon, so stick around. We got a whole second half. Uh, I also just wanted to pop in with a tiny little ad read for myself here. The Therapy Gecko slash Lyle Forever Patreon will be launching this week if you are listening to this on uh, Monday, September 28th, 2020. I will be launching my my Patreon on, I believe, Wednesday. Uh, It's going to be patreon.com slash Lyle Forever. You know, if you guys want to support the show, hop on that. Uh, I'm going to be doing Patreon-only live streams it's going to be a Patreon-only Discord. Might be some nice little merch benefits coming soon for some of the other tiers. Anyway, yeah, so all right. So I don't usually comment on the calls, but I will say uh, this this next call was a little bit – I got. I feel like I got a little bit more serious than I usually am. So I, fi- I figured I'd mention that while I'm here. Anyway. You know what? I'll just I'll let the calls speak for themselves. I'll get out of here. All right. Uh, I love you guys. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Talk to you soon. Call from Riley. To accept, press one. Riley. 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 Hello? Riley, are you watching the stream right now? Yeah. 
Do me, can you do me a favor? Wait, what? Can you, can you turn the stream off? Yeah, it is off. Turn the what are you volume doing? off. What are, you doing? what are you doing right now? Sitting here, drinking beer. Have you ever lied, Riley? Yeah, definitely. About what? That's where it gets complicated. Why is it complicated? Well, um, let's just say most of my entire life has been a lie. How has most of your entire life been a lie? All right. Well, um, kind of one of I'm kind of trans to begin with. Okay. But I have to hide it so I can do my job. Really? Yep. I had to for a long time, and I've known for a long time. It's actually Good when job. I called you because my last therapist actually ended up uh, taking her own life. You know what I mean? Oh God. Yeah. Well, I do have to tell you, I am not a real therapist or in any way, shape, or form even remotely qualified to be a therapist or even give advice or do anything of any kind in, in any of, of that sense. Yeah, However, I know that. I just want to have a conversation with somebody I can actually talk to about it. Well, what's your job? Well, I'm a musician for a living. Why, 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 why can't you be openly trans as a musician? Because in the South, things are not still that great. Like in the like specifically in the music scene that you're in, pretty much yeah. The areas like unless you're like a lot of the money, if you're not like you know making a bunch of money off your own music, is going through the, the cover circuit. You know, where you go and you play at bars and restaurants and stuff like that. And right. in certain areas in the country, still there's there's still a lot of people that you know. I've heard it before where, you know, we love your music, but sound great, but people just wouldn't be comfortable with someone like you here. You go back three months later, not looking that way anymore. And then boom, you get the job. Where, where in Texas are you? Well, not in Texas, but um, a little sorry, more towards the east. Did you ever say where you were? No, I'm not really going to give my like exact state. Sure. You don't have to. Um, is there a reason why you don't want to move and go somewhere else? Uh, money. I've I've ended up homeless before. I've lived out of my car. It's some of the worst experiences ever. Like to to wake up freaking you know in a, in a ninety five degree car. <laughs> and do you live do you live with your parents now? No, I live on my own. I'm able to make my own. I was make, I was able to make a pretty good living before all the craziness of the world. You know what I mean? But so right, that's where it's like. like could you not yeah. could you not find a place in I mean you don't it could you not find a place like I mean like you don't have to move to like New York City to find to find a place where like you could feel comfortable being openly trans but like could you find a place that is less hostile to trans people that you could afford to live in that is similarly priced as where you currently live uh, where it's like still somewhere well that's another thing is like in this industry it's all networking so if you don't know anybody and you go somewhere completely new, you have to start from the ground up again. You're throwing years of, you know, networking out the window. So, so I, you I mainly make money so from I moved, like I moved sorry, like six hundred miles away. Sorry, but so you mainly make your money from from bar and restaurants? 
Most of it, yeah. The the, the primary bulk. Are you, do you do any independent music, or are you mainly just a, a cover cover music? No, I do independent music too. Um, which genre do you play? Um, it's kind of like psychedelic blues rock with jazz influence. I'm not familiar with like the various music scenes or anything, but I mean, I I I feel like you could find. A, um, I mean, are you adverse to like? It's so it's so fucking different with the fucking pandemic. But like, are you adverse to trying to find a city that has like a, a solid scene for your genre that is you know more welcoming of of you know and and progressive area. Oh, absolutely. But <clears throat> that's where, like, I've met a few people that, you know, are in some pretty, you know, big internationally touring bands, and they always tell me, like, move to New York. And I'm like, I would love that, because Los Angeles is where more of the, you know, less people go there to play, they go there and do more of the technical side of things, like movies and production and stuff like that. New yeah. York's where a lot of musicians will go. And they're like, they would love you there. You doesn't matter who you are there, as long as you just play good music. But that's where it's like, how do you go about, especially when you're, you know, I'm not saying I make a bunch of money. I was able to support myself before all this stuff was going down. But now it's like, okay, barely even scraping by. So it's like, how do you just, you know, run away from all that when you barely have enough to even go off of? But at the same time, it's like, that's just. Long story short, I've, I've the whole in the closet, out of the closet thing. I've, I've done that like five times. <laughs> is I mean, how how is it something that you're like? Is is this like a thing that's like actively taking a toll on you, constantly having to like hide who you are and like in the closet, very, out of the closet? Very. It's in, it's brought on a serious drinking problem. <laughs> how old are you? Can I ask you how old are you? Uh, twenty seven. Twenty seven. Yeah. I I I I'm I'm trying to. I want I want to break down why you can't move. All right. Well, I mean that's there's a lot of factors to that because a where do you go if you have no one. You're, you know, you know, there. If you have no connections there, then first off, you just got to have the money saved up to go ahead and get a, a place. You Who know? was that touring band that you talked to? Um, some of them would be like Air, Candlebox. Um, then there was a, what was it? The producer for Steve Miller. <laughs> he was a, he was a cool guy. Can I ask, like, have you, to me, see, to me, like, you know, I'm happy, I'm happy to talk this stuff through with you, but to me, this is something where, like, I would, I'd fucking literally go on, like, Twitter or Reddit or I would find transgender musicians in New York who are, like, not that big, and I would, like, reach out to them on Instagram or, or Twitter and just be like, how do you, how are you doing this right now? Like... Give any advice? Like, I like I, this is something that I feel like you could find people to talk it through with that would have like practical advice that I True. would not. Does that make sense? Yeah, I guess 
I just wanted to get someone else's opinion on this. Is it better to, I guess my philosophy has always been this. Is it better to do what you have to do to survive and it be something that you enjoy? Or would you rather be yourself? And so basically, would you rather enjoy what you do out in the world or be happy with your own internal world? It's kind of like a decision I've had to make all these years. And I always have chosen that I don't have to look in a mirror every day. That's a decision that you have to make. But going out and doing something and making money to survive is a, it's a definite. So I'd rather go out, do something that I love, than go and do something that I despise doing. But at the same, it's it's really complicated. But why why are you why why are but why is that your only two options? Why can't you? Why isn't there a? Do you, are you completely hopeless? to find a situation in which you can be out and also playing music? Slightly, mainly just because of a lot of the experiences I've had in the past that have made it to where it's like I kind of just fear it now. It's it's complicated. It's tough, and it's not something that, you, you know, it's not... Like, I can understand any of it either, and I never wish this on my, my worst enemy. But at the same time, it's like, I'd rather I'd rather do what I love, and that's play music. But at the same time, yes, if I could have both, I definitely would. And that's kind of the goal. I'm losing my house in a few weeks um, due to the whole pandemic. And I'm getting a cheap room at the friend's house out here for about six months. And that's, my whole plan is to save up as much as I can. And that way, I can kind of sit there and go, "All right, what's next?" I think it's a. I think that's a good plan to try to save up some money um, to move. I mean, you're you're getting kind of double fucked because you know live music is you know uh, uh, on a downward. Tr- How hard are you going at like? Can I can I call you, dude? Are you, do you yeah, go by I don't him? Care. I never care. Dude, how, <laughs> I just want to make sure. Yeah, um, how hard are you going at like – so, okay. Well, first of all, someone in the chat was saying – was sort of echoing what I was saying, which is like, you know, there's probably subreddit – there's probably subreddits of like, you know – there, there are like definitely people on the same journey as you, possibly even, you know, close – proximity closer to you than, than you would think. Uh, I would I would go on Reddit and I would go on Twitter and I would like find other trans artists and like ask them for their advice. Even if they're like, even if they're similarly hopeless to you, you might and they don't have like a solution for you. You might feel like some solidarity there, or you might make you feel less alone about it if you feel alone about it. True, you know. Um, what else? I guess my one of my other plans is to to try and maybe start streaming while doing like being more of myself, you know, and trying to yeah. my, See, my talent fucking, out there like that. This is, this is fucking, uh, fucking, it, it, and I'm learning this. This is, I know that we, we don't have fucking comparable situations, but I really do believe that you will be rewarded for being yourself because what happened is if you, what am I trying to say? How hard have you been going at like, putting your music out on the internet and like streaming on like our pan or TikTok or anything like that. Barely any at all, because I've always been afraid to do any of that stuff. 
But I th- I think and and look, you know, it's easier you, in like, front of people because you can see them, you can see the reactions, you can deal with the reactions in person, on streams, on on the internet. This place is wild, man. It's a wild wild west out here. But dude, there are there are sort of like how I was saying, like in and in, in these like subreddits, there are other like trans artists out there. They're like fucking trans people Everything. all over the place that would love that would like if you came out and you had like your story and you went on tiktok and you if you went on tiktok and you made a tiktok video about like i'm an artist here's my story i tried to, you literally just told the story that you have told us i people would connect with that story and they would want to follow you and they would want to listen to your music and i'm not going to say that that's going to like that like overnight you're going to be able to like make money off of like music streaming but that could be the start of you know, f- taking ownership over your identity and not just taking ownership of your identity, but you'll start to start to be like, oh, I'm actually like being rewarded for being myself. People are like, people would DM you and be like, hey, I'm really fucking glad that you're doing this because I was scared to do this. And the way that you're being, you know, open about who you are is inspiring me. And then you'll be like, oh, fuck, I'm actually getting every, uh, my whole, I, I've been, I've been consistently my whole life punished for being who I am, but we're in a fucking media landscape right now where I genuinely think you will be rewarded for being who you are. Does that make sense? Am I talking crazy? No, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. It's just, I guess, on my end of the thing, where I, first time I did that, or I came out, it was amazing. Like, I got all those messages from so many people, and there was so much support, and then I ended up homeless and living out of my car, and it's kind of hard to find a place to go and shave and do all that stuff that you need to do to not look like the other when you're when you're home, living out of your car every day. And I was actually on the process of starting hormones and I was supposed to go a whole year every day as my you know, as myself and I made it seven months until I just you know, I was homeless and I couldn't couldn't do it anymore. And so when that happened I was like, fuck sorry, um I don't know if we can curse, but um I was like, you know, this sucks because now I got to go back into hiding per se. And at that point, I was like, okay, let me figure out everything, get everything back on course again. Then I came out again. I was thinking this is going to be the time. It's going to be the one. It's going to be it. Made it like a year, about a year, and then ended up in really dire straits again and had to take a step back. And then finally, after the second time I, I ended up making music a, a full-time career and I was like, I, I don't ever want to lose this. But then I moved away to where I am now in hopes of doing exactly what, what we're talking about. And it did not go well. <laughs> Let's just say it did not go well. So then after that, I kind of took some time off. I kind of laid my head low and came back out and I came out swinging because I had something to prove and really built myself up in the, in the city and the surrounding area that I'm in. And now that, you know, I've kind of gotten that point and then COVID took all that away. I'm sitting here going, maybe I should just, you know, start thinking about what's next. But I'm scared to do it. I, I, again, I'm not, I'm not a therapist. I'm not like an advice guy. I don't want to tell, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I, if 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 you know we were just friends and I was telling you what I think you should do, I really I feel like you gotta get the fuck out of there. I feel like you know, 
I appreciate that. I, it, it, I just feel I feel like you gotta. Uh, I don't. I don't feel like you can stay there. I feel like because you're because you, if you move, even if you move and you're like fucking homeless for however long, I, 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 I again, man, I, I don't want to like. It's fighting for a future. I, I kind of get what you you're know, saying. You know, I, I, I feel like you got to take the bet. You know, I feel you got to take the chance. You just got to move and you got to get out of there because what, what, because at least, I don't know if what I'm saying is making any sense, but at least like, because what are you going to do? You're just going to stay in the closet and be in pain forever? Or at least until something works out, until something happens in this long story. Okay. Long story short, I'm in the craziest state in America, if that tells you enough. And also, I hate that, like, you, you, like, what the fuck? You can't do your job if you're trans? That sounds, well, no, it's just because there's a lot good. of, I, you gotta, I feel like you gotta get out of there. The, the mindset out here is not like, I, I even moved to a city that is known for being very LGBT friendly. And I realized it's not when you get outside of just like this one street that they dedicated down the whole city. It's like, there's nothing else and everyone else gets like really put off by it. But that's another thing that's that you, a lot of people don't know that there's, there's a lot of infighting in the, in the LGBT community. There's a lot of gay and lesbian people that don't like trans people. Really? Yeah. And a lot of gay and lesbian people don't like bi people. It's, there's infighting all and all the time in all types of places. And what's funny is I'm going to say it. Somebody, uh, I think, no, I'm not going to say it because it's just too spot on. What? Okay. Let me ask you crazy question. Yeah. If you, if you could live anywhere in the entire world, where would you live? In the entire world. Well, that's the thing. I hate the cold. Okay. Burning passion. Okay. But a lot of the places I would like to live are cold. I mean, like New York City, but just I want to go somewhere where there's just people playing music all the time. And that's all that happens all, every day, every second, every minute. Could you go to there's Nashville? Oh, I love Nashville. That's a good spot. Is Nashville LGBT friendly? Not no as idea. much, but I'm not like... I mean, I'm, I'm born and raised in the backwoods, you know, on the creeks, all that stuff. So it, it, at the same time, I'm not like, you know, the most quote unquote flamboyant person. I'm, I'm still raised in the backwoods. I know how to handle myself. But it's just I need to be somewhere that's not so like society is, is shutting it all down. I Again, I I... I... You know, I, I, I'm I'm privileged and shit, so I, I don't want to like. I, I this has come from like a place of like I want to have hope for you because I I see it like I I feel like there is an opening and you should try to find it for you to move to another place where you because you don't have to move you don't have to you don't have to move to like an you don't have to move to like the aest tier most expensive fucking San Francisco city to just find a place where you can be trans without people shitting on you. True. 
it's just I guess it wouldn't be so hard if it wasn't for my my uh, for, for my career, you know, for my uh, my career field. Because it's just that, that's a, that's the kind of field where you are put in front of people, and they either like you or they don't, and it's, and your job is based upon their judgment of you. And if you have would something you like that opposed... that can make people not be happy about it. <laughs> But would you be opposed to like working a, a job outside of your fields for a little bit? I've, I've worked a lot of jobs outside my field. Like I've, I've worked like 60-something jobs already. And I really don't want to go back. I miss flying like five, six nights a week, sometimes two or three gigs for like all, all day long, 12 hours of just playing music. That would be the best, but it sucks. It sucks yeah, that it point- all just gone. Here, 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 here's here's what I think you should do. I think you should find, like, literally, go go on fucking. Pick like your top five cities that you would want to live in. Go to Facebook. Type what, what kind of music do you say you play? I mean, blues, blues and funk and jazz. Literally, type go on to Facebook. Type Brooklyn jazz and find the Facebook group and make a make a post in the facebook group i ex- telling your entire story and people i guarantee people will reach out to you and they will have like actual actionable advice like i i i, I know that is like a lame answer but like i i, I, I think that you should i think that you should you should you should try to connect with people cuz there's there is i fucking get, like there's got to be there's got to be there has to be Someone who has been in your exact situation, who you could feasibly get in touch with, that might be able to help you in some way. Well, there's one person like, like I've been you, like wanting to reach out to. You have the internet. Like you, say that again? There is one person I've been wanting to reach out to. And it, and it worked before where I got to, long story short, feature on stage with like a billboard topping band because I just reached out to him. And like, you're an influencer. Fucking keep doing that. Account. Fucking keep... Keep, well, I swear, with, keep, keep reaching out to it people. It wasn't with that. Keep... There was, there's this one chick. Her name, she's from this band called Against Me, but she did exactly what I'm kind of doing right now. And they were kind of famous, and the, they were super famous, or, or pretty, pretty famous in the '90s as a punk band. And she stayed as he throughout all of that. And they asked, "Why did it take you so long to come out about this?" And they were like, I wanted to wait until I had more than enough fans where I could lose 50% of them and still be, you know, just fine. Why, though? It's complicated. That's what makes it so complicated because, you know, you're, you're putting a, a, like a, a funnel on your potential, I feel like, in today's world because so many people, you know, not everybody, obviously, but there's a lot of people left in this world that look at someone like me and go, freak crazy lunatic weirdo but i think and this this to me this is like to me this isn't even like a social thing anymore it's just like a marketing thing like if you like seriously like if you look at it like that like you you're you're in a niche uh, in a way yeah i went to school for music business and all that stuff and i i mean that's another factor right there you gotta you gotta do your your brand exactly but that's good i think it's good to be in a niche because that means the people who love you and connect with you and identify with you will really love you and connect you and identify with you and will really be inclined to support you more than just a general person. 
someone who is involved in your niche. So I think that's well, a good thing. I don't think you, you should look at it as a bad thing. I want to tell you that 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 was what you just said right there is pretty much the perfect thing I needed to hear throughout this call. Like that's why I think I called was to hear that. Okay, good, good, because I I I really fucking fully believe that, especially fuck I. This is like some fucking Gary Vaynerchuk bullshit, but like I seriously like it used to be. See, if you know what, if this were like a nineteen, I, if this were like nineteen eighty one, you'd be fucked. Yeah. But it's not. If this we're were nineteen eighty one, you you you'd have to like. So you 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 couldn't do this, but you but it's not. It's twenty twenty, and there's TikTok, and there's Arpan, and there's fucking Twitter, and there's SoundCloud. All right, you know what I'm saying? Like, so the the the. You you the tools are there for you to find your audience and to find your niche. And and I, I and everything that you look at as a ba- I swear to God everything that you look at is a bad thing. Everything that people call you a freak for, everything that people bully you for, everything that people give you shit for, will will. This sounds cliche, but I genuinely believe it. And all those things will actually be the things that give you the most benefit, and the most value to the people who identify with you, who are going to be your fans, who are going to buy your T-shirts, who are going to stream your music. Who are gonna sign up for your Patreon? Who are gonna, you know, do all those things? Well, I just, I, I don't know. I just never thought about it that way. Never thought about, you know, the people that will that do come, even though they might not be, you know, it might be a, a harder road, but the people there will be more genuinely there. Exactly. Yeah. That's why would you want those fans in the first place? The fifty percent that would leave if you came out. Well, sounds like I got to make some plans. Make some plans, right? And look, I was someone in, in the um, someone in the uh, uh, chat was saying this. Um, I don't know if you're on our Discord, but, but I do. Uh, we have a little self promote channel. Definitely put your stuff in there. Okay. Um, we'll, sure. we'll, we'll check it out. Well, then, um, me. How do I how do I join it? Is it in the info below? Someone type yeah, I, someone type exclamation point Discord for us. Already in it. Already done. Rock and roll, baby. Yeah, put, well, put, I put really your stuff in there. It. We'll check it out. Of course, man. And Thank you for be, the talk. be safe. Don't uh oh, I, oh well. You know. Oh no. Oh no. No, right. Too much too much going on, too much left to do. Alright, man. Take care and, 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 and good luck to you. Thank you and uh thanks for doing what you do chat y'all be easy thank you very much all right man take care have a good night you too bye call from zach 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 gek finally have we never spoken before? Is this the first time that we have ever spoken? This is the first time we're speaking, Gek. So you tell me so that this, is, this is you tell me that this is momentous. I don't know how many times I've called. It feels like I've been on the phone for a year. Do you feel like it almost feels like we know each other a little bit? Yeah, no, I feel like I know you pretty well. I mean, I don't know if you feel like you know me, but I hope you do. I don't necessarily feel like I know you, but I mean. You know, I don't mind. I, we can. I think we can feel comfortable in each other's presence. I wouldn't say I have like tangible information about you necessarily, yeah. 
but I think that we that we could you know be and have a conversation with each other. That's very fair. Uh, to be honest, there there's a really really good reason that I called, um, and I feel like you're the only person that can that can help me with this. So that's I'm I'm really excited for this. Why? Before you tell me what it is, mm-hmm. I I want to know why you think I'm the only person that can help you. To be honest, it's something that's been weighing on my mind for years and years, and I, I've spent a lot of time trying to figure out, you know, what what it means, what it could mean, what the answer is to this. And I think I just came across you probably like two weeks ago or so. Uh, I think it's been TikTok, and. Uh, I've been following you since, and you just you you have this sense of knowledge that you put off in in areas that I, I've never felt from anyone else, and I feel like you might be able to give me some insight on this particular topic. I don't know; it's just a feeling, I guess. Okay, we can try, but I have said, but I'm not qualified to do anything in any shape or form. But you know what? Zach, you know what? Tonight's a special night. I'm willing. Let's give it a shot. Tell me what's okay. going on. So, this is something that I, I thought about years ago, and uh, like I said, I've, I've never really been able to get closure on it by myself. But I just, I really need to know, and I hope you can give me, you know, some some guidance on it. So, here it is. Do this is hard. Do do dogs know their dogs? Absolutely not. Okay. Any I have question? a dog. I have a dog, Zach. And he doesn't know? She has no fucking clue. Okay. Okay. How do you know that she yeah. doesn't know, though? Because she knows very few things. Yeah. She, but I feel like I think know she a lot knows of that food know. is delicious. Yeah. She knows. She knows. I mean, look, she knows things that humans, that, that, that animals instinctually know. Yeah. Not with their brains, but with, you know, their, I'm not, again, this is why I don't know anything about anything, but like, she knows, she doesn't know what a dog is. Okay. She instinctually knows what food is. She instinctually responds to affection and, and the release of oxytocin, as we all do. Yeah. You know, when she's being pet, it releases feel-good chemicals in her brain, so she knows she likes being petted. But she doesn't know these things because, like, adult, like everything that she knows is because of, chemi- is because of chemicals being released in her brain, not because of knowledge from like a database or anything. Yeah. No one's ever told her she's a dog. Exactly. No one's ever told her she's a dog. If she can't feel it, she does not know. Yeah. If she can't feel it with shoes, she can't feel dog with her body. But sometimes my dog follows me out to my car and he, he, he goes to the back door. He doesn't ever try to drive. So I feel like he knows I'm a dog. I cannot drive this car. I got to get in the back. That's just how it is. You know, he doesn't know what driving a car is. He had that that idea is not that is foreign to him. Yeah, but he know he he has to know that it's it's a mode of transportation, unlike 
walking on his four legs and he has to know that he's not capable of making that possible. You know what I mean? I don't know. I'm not claiming to to have more knowledge. I don't think he thinks that much about this. I don't think he's thinking that. I don't think he's thinking as hard about it as you think he is. I want to think that he's so smart. I know you want to. And by the way, look, I'm I'm not going to be the kid telling you that Santa Claus isn't real, even though he's not. Yeah, no. Yeah, well, you're, you're probably right. Hmm. The dogs well, don't know anything. You know what's yeah. okay? Like, hey, you want you want to hear something interesting that I read somewhere? I would absolutely love to hear something interesting. This fucking this actually kind of freaked me out a little bit. But like, I read I read this article that was talking about how consciousness isn't a binary of conscious and unconscious. It's actually a spectrum. There's more conscious to let there's more conscious and there's less conscious. And humans this was I think is really fucking interesting. Humans have not won the binary of consciousness and unconscious by being conscious. They're simply more conscious than other things, which means there's something more conscious than us. Yeah, that makes sense. So like a ant doesn't understand the world of a chicken. Yeah, a chicken doesn't understand the world of a dog. A dog. Imagine how little, like, like imagine how little a dog understands the human world. There is another organism above us that we understand as much that we can only understand as much as a dog could understand us. Yeah. Yeah. You. Do you think that that type of organism is here with us? No, I don't think it cares about us. Yeah. But, well, I mean, but dogs, do I know? I'm a human. Dogs follow us around. Like, do you think it's possible that we could follow that around and not even realize that it possesses this ability over us? Dogs follow us around because we do things to them that release feel-good chemicals in their brain. Yeah. Such as pet them and give them food. Because that's the only thing they know is those chemicals in their brain. And uh, by the way, I think that means that your dog... By the way, I I wouldn't say that doesn't mean your dog doesn't love you. I think your dog actually does love you. But I also think... I mean, this is some fucking Pickle Rick shit. Right here. But love is, you know, just a chemical. Yeah, no, for sure. I agree. Wow. So your dog does love you, but love is is just a chemical that compels humans to breed. That's a quote yeah. from Rick and Morty, but uh, it's kind of true. Yeah, and I'm and I, you know, I'm pickle Rick. Yeah, well, you know, you got to rip that bandaid off sometime. It's a hard reality to to face, but a necessary one. How are you doing, Zach? I'm I'm doing good. You know, um, I'm sitting here. Next to my girlfriend, uh, where we were watching a hockey game, she's she's passed out. She's pregnant, so she she falls asleep pretty easy. Do you but, love uh, your girlfriend? I do. Yeah, I, I love her more than anything outside of our son growing inside of her stomach. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. But that's you know, what is love? 
Well, you know, a cartoon once said that love is just a chemical that compels humans to breed. Oh, she just woke up. She says hi. Hello. Man, this is awesome. I'm so, I, you know, I I called so many times. I thought that my service provider was going to cancel my service, but here we are. We did it, Zach. And we I, did it. And you know what? Thank you. Thank you for being persistent enough to get here. You know, I, I couldn't have done it without you. There were, there were multiple times where I was like, you know, it's not going to happen. And I'd, I'd end the call, you know, I wouldn't redial and I'd go back to the stream and then somebody else would say, you know, I've called this many times and I can't get through. And you're like, don't give up. And I was like, yeah, yeah, don't give up. You got this. And ladies and gentlemen, this is, this right here is a success story. This is a breakthrough. You know what I need? You know, I'm going to start doing and I got to figure out how to do. I need a breakthrough button. Like when Mm. we have a breakthrough. Like the staples, that was easy button or like something bigger. Something like Like, that. Just, you know, like a button. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I can't make one, but if you had one, that would be cool. I wish I could contribute. We'll figure something out. Yeah. All right, Zach. Well, I'll give someone else a chance. I appreciate your time. It's It's been great. You really gave me some insight on something I've been, you know, a demon I've been, you know, struggling with for the past who knows how long. I'm, I'm happy to help Here's- out and, you know. I hope this doesn't change your relationship with your dog. Oh, it doesn't. No, I, I love him very much, and I hope that he loves me. And if he doesn't, then you know it's fine. He just he gets fed and he's cool with it, whatever. But you know, it's very mature. Is what it is. Say. Yeah. Well, you can't change the way that people or dogs feel. You know, you can only adjust accordingly. I'll drink to that. Have a good evening, Zach. I love you. Thanks. I love you, Gek. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice. Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac? It's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best. Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here. REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 BrandSpark American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated. Call from Eli. Hello, Eli. Hey. How are you doing, Gex? Uh, you know, I'm all right. And thank you for asking because not a lot. Look, Eli, can I level with you here? Yeah. Not a lot of people ask me. Not a lot of people ask me how I am, which is fine. I don't mind that people don't ask me how I am that often either because they're not obligated to. I'm not. I I didn't set up the stream so that people could ask me how I am. That would be ridiculous. Of course, but I appreciate what they do. So thank you for that. that response. Of course, exactly. I mean, it's always nice, but I'm not. I'm not actively seeking it. I'm not actively. 
Have you ever lied, Eli? No, actually, we'll get into that. What are you doing right now? What am I doing? Well, right now, I've been having a few booze and watching the stream. That's cool. What's, um... What do you what do you usually do all day? What do I usually do all day? Well, see, I'm a diesel technician, so usually I'm working on heavy equipment or semi trucks. So you work on trucks all day? Yep, semis all day. Always like a threat of being crushed. I love doing it. Yeah, so yeah, so that's kind of that's scary. You're like constantly under you're a constant threat of a gigantic machine crushing your skull. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thrill. There's nothing oh, better than God. that thrill. Real? Are you serious right now? It, you know, it, yeah. it, that's weird cuz if, if you just if you had just told me that you enjoy the the mechanics of fixing cars, I wouldn't think that was crazily fucked up. But the fact that you're telling me that you enjoy the danger of potentially getting your head crushed by being underneath a car. That's the excitement. I almost don't believe you. No, that's the real excitement. Are you being being as safe as possible? You could be as safe as possibly can. But you never know if that thing's going to crush you. So you'll always have to keep that like ready thought of fight or flight. Are you being serious right now? I'm being dead serious. I can't. That makes no. I'm not. I am not doing this to like. I look. I know this is a funny situation, and this is a funny call. But I'm not doing this to exact. That makes no sense whatsoever. And I, I still, I don't believe you. It's the thrill. So I've, I've always been a thrill seeker. I've always been on dirt bikes. Always, always been looking for that excitement, that fight or flight. But that's dirt dirt bikes and like skydiving. There's a thrill so different. I know, but I couldn't find my way into that profession. I ended up usually getting hurt. That's like saying that, like you get that to me. That's like saying that you get a thrill out of like holding a knife up to your throat, but not. Slicing your throat. No, I wouldn't take it that far, but I do like that fight or flight simulation. However, I do know that the real question of this stream was about the lie. No, there's... Wait. So, are you... Sorry, are you telling me, would you... Would you prefer to work in an environment that had? Would you get off on working in an environment that had that had less safety restrictions? No, not necessarily, because I also highly look after safety. But sometimes, the, even when safety is at the highest precaution and shit's been looked at, you never know if something's going to go wrong for no reason. There's always that slight chance. Why does that appeal to you when you're fixing cars? But you're just—that makes no sense when you're fixing cars. I also I guess love I get the it mechanics if you're like behind it and engineering. I also love mechanics and engineering very much. I also love taking things apart. 
but I've also been a thrill seeker myself. And sometimes I know that that thought's in the back of my head. When the truck's stable, I know there's nothing to be worried about. But when, like, you are doing something that's heavy equipment, you know, and you have to strap a crane to it and pull it out and everything's working perfectly fine, but something accidentally slips for no reason. There's always that danger behind those kinds of jobs. And it's kind of crazy to watch and try to, like, figure out what you could do better next time if it did happen. Nothing could happen. No one could get hurt because of the safety precautions that were in place. But there's always that thrill of being like, whoa, that shit was crazy. All right. Real quick. Can I ask you something? What? Have you ever lied? What? Yes. And I've only told a handful of people this lie. And it would be amazing to have it out in public. Hit me. So, a few years back, I got heavily under the influence of alcohol, way too wasted for my own good, at my girlfriend's mom's house while watching her dog. Well, I ended up shitting on her mom's floor and then blaming the dog later when I found out that I shit on the floor and got away with it. And to this day, she doesn't know? No, and happily it's an ex now, but yes, the... She did not know. I ended up picking up my own shit, but she never knew it was probably me. You ended up picking it up? Yep. How'd you end up picking it up? I ended up picking it up with paper towel and stuff and flushing it, but... You should apologize to the dog, man. I, oh, dude. That dog was amazing, too. I love that dog. I... I felt so bad. Do you think the dog was pissed at you? Probably. He looked real upset when I looked over at him. He looked at me and just kind of looked down and away. I felt real bad. What do you think you could do to make it up to the dog? If I were to ever meet that dog again, I would give it the Biggest milk bone I've ever seen, plus a giant cow leg, cow bone. Would that be enough? It might be. I'd probably have to give him a lot of walks, too. What'd you say your name was? My name was Eli, man. Eli, thanks, yep. for, thanks for being honest with us about your lie, and I hope it made you feel better to come clean about that. It really did, man. Thank you for letting me bring that up. Absolutely. You have a great night, man. You too, man. I love you, Eli. I'll talk to you soon. I love you too, Gex. Should I should I drink some water? I don't want to drink any. I don't want to drink water anymore. 
I'm tired. It. I'm, I'm. You know how people say they're trying to quit carbs. They're trying to quit sugar. I'm trying to quit water. I read a blog saying that too much water is bad for you. It makes you gain weight. It makes you fat. Water makes you fat. I'm. 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 I'm doing a water fast. I'm doing a water fast, but I'm doing uh, the opposite of a water. Most people when they do water fast, they only drink water. I'm doing. I'm eating everything and drinking everything besides water. Call from Ethan Pelletier. Ethan Pelletier. Hello. I'm in. Hi. You're in. Yes. Hello. I'm in. Oh, do me a favor. Are you watching the stream? I got you. Are you watching the stream? Are you watching the stream, Ethan Pelletier? Uh, I just shut it off. Okay, you just shut it off. Where are you? What room of your house are you in right now if you live in a house? I live... Oh, I'm in my living room. I just left... My bedroom. Where can you where I don't where can you go where you're even more isolated than your living room? Do you have a cellar of some kind? Uh hold on one second. I do have a cellar, but uh you should be, are you able to hear me better now? Are you in the cellar? Uh, no, I switched out a speakerphone. I want the most isolated version of you. I don't want you to feel, I don't want you in your living room where you're like, oh no, my roommate's going to come in and hear me talking to Gecko Man. I want, you know. Oh, I, I live in a house by sense? myself. Perfect. I, I live in a house by myself, so. Uh... <laughs> what did you do all day? I worked uh, from, let's say, nine to five. I'm an accountant, and uh, I came home. Just kind of relaxed. Uh, I kind of got a. I actually had a re- reduction in my own anxiety because uh, I've been taking a, an auditing course, and I found out that I got an A on a paper that I thought I bombed. So <laughs> I was like, uh, I don't know how I did that, but hey, I'll take it. You were taking an auditing course. Yeah, I just uh, it's an eight week course, and it's so I can get into. Uh, graduate school what is auditing auditing is basically just trying to make sure that uh okay so trying to find the right way to put it all right in accounting uh accountants mostly what they do is just record transactions so let's say uh you own a company and uh you need to purchase some materials for some reason an accountant records that transaction. They record any transaction that has to do with money, and then they make balance sheets and reports based on the uh, money that is spent and take Where it Where do in. you think we go when we die, Ethan? Uh, I do not know yet. Well, of course you don't know, <laughs> uh, where I'm, do you think? Oh, yeah. Uh, I, have think, I, I have to admit, that kind of comes in my head every so often. And really? I'd like to so think, you think about that... This often. Yeah, it's something that comes in my head because I got a little bit of a fear of death. So I kind of would like to make, I prefer the idea of there being something just because I don't like the idea of going out and being nothing. You know, Why I mean? are you afraid of death? Uh, I, I just, it's something that I've carried since I was a kid. And uh, it's just the idea, I just don't like the idea of ceasing to exist as myself. Or that even that remote possibility of that, because uh, as as someone who's agnostic, I'm not certain, but I just 
I genuinely don't like the idea of, you know, poof. So when you say that, what do you when you say exists as yourself? Does that mean that like if let's say you found out that you could be reincarnated as like yeah, I wouldn't else. like that. You wouldn't like that. I, you wouldn't even if it was you. You get to keep on living, but you can't live as Ethan Pelletier. I, I want to keep my identity and my person. I feel like I I just really like being me. And I don't really ever want to lose that. Do you like your life? Yeah. For the most part, yes. Um, I mean, to get where I've been, I've definitely been through a lot of crap. Uh, I lost my mom three years ago to leukemia. And that's kind of how I got the house. I inherited it from her. And I had to deal with some guilt over that because... I felt guilty that I profited over her death, but I came to a point where I realized that, um, you know, I remember my mother and I remember like the good and the bad, and I do care about her. And if something, if she were alive, she'd be proud of where I am today. And she'd be happy that I have the house. She'd be happy that I still have the house because when she died, I didn't have a job. So... <laughs> it was a very uncertain time period where I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to keep the house or not. But I fortunately found a good accounting job and well, I managed to save my house. <clears throat> no, I agree with you, man. I, I can understand where those feelings of like guilt would come, but like I, I dude, what you said, like full on, like she would want you to have that house. She would want you to have a good life. Yeah. And she'd be proud of me for where I am today. And it wasn't like I killed her or anything like that. So it's not like I was wishing for her death or doing no anything one, to actively. Uh, no one. What's up? No one thought that. No, I know. Uh, I'm just saying it's not like I was doing those things. So I shouldn't feel any guilt towards that. You know what I mean? Like if, no, <laughs> obviously, if I were, I'd be a bad person anyway. So I wouldn't even feel guilt in that situation. But, you know, I. I guess yeah, that I'm makes just, sense too. Yeah. That you, if you had done it, if you had killed your mom, you wouldn't feel guilty about it because the type of person that would do that is probably antisocial enough that they wouldn't they would do it and not feel guilty about it. Yes, yes, definitely. So i I have to admit, uh, you know, I do really like having my own house, but and that's part of where some of that guilt was coming from. But, you know, again, it's, I mean, what can you do? You're, you're, you get the cards that you're dealt with and you play them as you, as they come, you know? <clears throat> well, Ethan Pelletier, you know, I'm, I'm happy for you. You know, I'm not yeah. going to lie. I was a little, when you were talking to me about auditing, I was a little bored, but. Oh, I know. But, Accounting but, is but, very but, boring. <laughs> but you're, but that's the thing is you're, you're aware of the you, I think that you're because I've, I've, you know, there's a stereotype about like accountants that they're like their parents made them be an accountant or whatever. But you seem this does seem like a path that you have chosen that you're happy with. I'm happy. I'm oh, happy I've actually that. That's your arc. There can actually be some really funny stuff that happens in accounting, and I'll. So uh, we have this thief where I work, and then there's really incompetent people where I work. There's something that's common and probably. <laughs> any profession and one of the one of these one this one dude uh 
basically he finds out that somebody is stealing from his store. So what he does is uh, he decides to basically have her pay back what she stole, which if the first time, if it never happened again, I guess you could say it worked, but she kept stealing from the store over and over again. And they kept trying to make her pay it back. And at one point, my coworker is just like, well, you just keep giving her interest-free loans. So, you know, it's just, you get stories like that doing it. But that's going to happen anywhere. I want to be honest with you again. <laughs> I, that story I also found boring. But I, I find it, 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 makes me, it makes me happy that you find it interesting. Yes. Yeah. I should also Listen. admit that uh, this is actually the third time I've called. Like and, and actually got on. We've talked twice before. Uh, the first well, conversation look, I told about the roommate, the one that was going around the dorms, you know, happened. Oh <laughs> yes, I remember you eating yeah. Pelletier. Well, look, I, I Pelletier, do have to admit. Look, oh. I hope that we have a fourth time, and a fifth time, and a sixth time until until it's all over. And I love you very much, and I'll talk to you again soon. Yes, thank you. And I also wanted to say that. Uh, I I feel like this is a good arc for me because when I first started talking to you, I felt really nervous. The second time I was a little less nervous, but this time I felt very comfortable. And uh, I, I thank you for that. <clears throat> good. I'm glad that you so. felt comfortable. I, you know, you got a good thing going, Ethan Pelletier. Yes, definitely. <laughs> and you do too, because uh, honestly, this show, it's going to take off. It's already taking off. And fact is that, I mean, you're only going to go up from here. So well, when I'm making millions of dollars, I know who to call. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You'll need a good accountant. <laughs> All right, man. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. Uh, talk to you later. Bye. Later. I love you, Ethan Pelletier. Hello? Hello? Hey, this is Aaron. This is Aaron? This is Aaron. You said this is A- Dan or Aaron? A-A-Ron. Aaron. I, my best friend in um, elementary school was named Aaron. And he and oh, I got nice. into a fight because three of my friends broke into his house when we were 13. <laughs> and we raided his fridge. And we raided his fridge and he had a fucking, you know the book Call of the Wild, Aaron? You know yeah, that book? Yeah. He had a fucking copy of Call of the Wild in his fridge. <laughs> Just keeping it cold in there? For and, then he, and then he came in, he busted it back, he came home, and he looked at me, and he was like, what? And he looked at us, and he was like, what are you guys doing? And then I held up the copy of Call of the Wild, and I was like, what are you doing? But he <laughs> was, was in the right, I was in the wrong, because like I was caught? in his house. No, he didn't guard. give a fuck. I, actually, I, was, I was in way more trouble than he was. There's nothing <laughs> illegal about putting a copy of Call of the Wild um, in your fridge, but yeah, breaking into someone's house true. is a different story. <laughs> well, that's funny. That's a good story. Aaron. How's it going, man? How you doing? You know, I'm all right. And by the way, you know, thanks for asking. Not a lot of people ask about me, which, you know, it's fine. They're not obligated to, but it does feel nice when they do. Um, what are you doing right now, Aaron? I was just watching the stream all night. I've been loving it. 
it's it's great. Thank you. I, is this your first such time? A unique format, you know, just talking to one another. <laughs> is, is this your first time watching it? Yeah, yeah, it's the first time. Like some other callers here, I I just saw you on Reddit. I thought it was great. Hell yeah! I oh, thank you, man. I'm I'm happy. Uh, happy you're part of the niche. You know, yeah, Reddit. Sure. What else do you do on Reddit? What are your most frequented subs? Oh man, I'm I'm actually really new to it all. To be honest, I'm I'm like a revert, or maybe no, I'm like a the Benjamin Button of internet people. I've I've been off internet and social media and stuff for a really long time, but just starting to get back into it, trying to use it responsibly. I guess I love psychology and stuff, so I know there's a lot of <laughs> issues with stuff online. I try to stay away from. Well. Well, I said I would make this a quickie. I'm trying to think of some good. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. I'm trying to think of some, but I, I'm trying to think of some good questions I can get for you. Yeah, just give or me I a guess... short zinger. Yeah, yeah. Aaron, what's your favorite color? <laughs> you know what? Funny enough, I love green. Emerald green is probably my favorite. Why? I don't know why. It's it's just really pretty. Actually, most of my – I have a room in my house that's just painted green. Not like a, a bright, you know, uh, awesome gecko green, but but a nice, tame, earthy green. What are your five favorite green things? Oh, man. Okay, first on top of my head is Kermit because he's a classic. Um, Oscar the Grouch, also a classic. Uh, I don't know why I'm just going with puppets. That's odd. Fair enough. <laughs> um you say green things just in general yeah green things or i guess green okay. characters all right yeah pickle somebody in chat said green apples i do really love green Seth apples it's great um so we got pickles many... apples oscar the grouch and kermit yeah okay so one more one more i'm just gonna go with trees i love trees they're pretty all shapes of colors i love nature Beautiful. Right? That's some good. I thought that was solid. I thought that was solid too. I think you did a good job with that. You got, we got, there was a good mix of, there was a good variety of characters. We got some foods in there and then we got nature. Yeah. I started with a couple puppets then I brought it back around to, to being normal. I think by the end there. Well, Aaron, I think, um, that was, this was successful. This was if look if I had to, you know, you did a good job at Nate. I didn't think it was possible to do an actively not that someone would do a bad. I didn't think it was possible to do an actively bad job either. But I didn't yeah, think it was possible okay. to do an actively good job at naming five green things. But I think you did it. Okay, I think you were. Well, good I felt a little on the spot. I felt pressure, but that's that's good. I'm glad. I, I couldn't tell. I think that you. I think you handled <laughs> that pressure perfectly. Oh, perfect. Thanks. I, I want. I got to come off smooth. Well, Aaron, um, thank you for coming in and, and sharing your knowledge of green things with us. And uh, I'm glad to have you on the stream for the first time. I hope that I hope you stick around. And um, yeah, hey, it was my absolute like pleasure. It. Yeah, thanks awesome, for talking man. to me. For sure, dude. I uh, I love you very much, and I hope to see you soon. And uh, have a good rest of the night, man. You too, man. I appreciate it. Take care. Take care. All right, bye. Hell yeah, we did it, we made it to 
the end of the episode. This has been Therapy Gecko. This is the Therapy Gecko podcast. If you if you like it, feel free to subscribe. Feel free to drop a, a nice review. If you didn't like it, you know, feel free to drop a one star review. I think that's fair. I think if you, someone didn't like your podcast and they want to drop a bad review of it, I think that's fine. That's what bad reviews are for. So you know, do that. But also, you know, if you like it, then drop a then drop a good one. Just whatever you thought of it, review it accordingly. Okay. Uh, yeah. If you want to call in again every Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Twitch.tv/LyleForever, I will be there. Um, if you like the show, follow me on Instagram, Lyle the number four ever. Uh, subscribe, all that stuff. Anyway, all right, I'll, I'll talk to you guys soon. See you next week. Much love. Hail Satan. Kill all the bugs. All right, bye. When it comes to buying your first home, everyone has questions. Can we even afford to buy a house right now? Well, I need to negotiate. How do I even negotiate? Luckily, a REMAX agent has answers. Hey, Brian, those are really good questions. They are? Thanks. It's my first time buying. I work with first-time buyers all the time. I got you. REMAX agents have more experience than other real estate agents. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Each office independently owned and operated. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.